welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here uh, today. And if you're watching this, <laughs> I just want to say my hair um, is not wicked greasy. It's wet. <laughs> I just got out of the, I just got out of the shower and I wanted to bang this sucker out. I wanted to do a fast, um, a fast little podcast. Um, it's going to be short. I don't know if it's going to be sweet, but, uh, something that, something that just came into my kind of my consciousness and something I, um, uh, I wanted to talk about because I just heard something and it made me go like, Oh, I want to talk about this. So, Welcome to the show. If you're a regular, <laughs> you know, you know, um, if any of you watched the show Cheers uh, back in the day, it was a show that was like based in Boston about a bar where everybody knew your name, right? Everybody knows your name. And so when people would walk into the bar, especially Norm, whenever Norm would walk into the bar, everybody would yell, Norm, that's what I wish I could do here. I wish I knew who was listening so I could like romper room you guys and be like, I see, I see Susie, I see KT, I see Emmeline, I see Chris. <laughs> I wish I could just name names. But if you're here and you're a regular, uh, welcome, welcome back. I'm so happy to be here with you. If you're new to the show, Show. Thank you so much for giving it a shot. Or uh, I don't know how you found it. I don't know how your ass got here, but I'm just wicked excited that you're here and you're listening. And I hope you'll stick around. Um, so I'm going to call this episode. Mm, what do I want to call this one? How about this? Hurt people don't always hurt people. Let me say it again. Hurt people don't always hurt people. Okay. So this is what this is what's got me a little fired up this morning. So I was listening to somebody tell a story about, you know, something that they were going through and they started to say something like, yeah, but like they had a tough childhood and this happened and this happened and this happened. And you know what they say? Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> and I'm like, like sometimes, sometimes there are phrases and sayings and lexicons that become part of the culture that become part of what, especially in the, in the coaching and entrepreneurial world, right? It's like, oh my God, you just hear things repeated ad nauseum. And so something that has kind of um, come into the, the conversation in the past several years is just kind of this, this phrase that hurt people hurt people, right? And basically what it's saying is that this is how trauma and pain uh, generationally gets passed on is that people who had fucked up childhoods or parents who had parents who had parents, right, that came from the war or who came from X, Y, and Z or were abused. And, you know, the numbers, the numbers for, um, let's just talk about sexual abuse. The numbers for sexual abuse alone are horrifying. It's like one in three girls 
One in three girls under the age of 18 will be sexually assaulted. One in five boys. I mean, the numbers are outrageous. I mean, they're basically saying at this point that there's probably a sexual predator or, um, you know, people who uh, sex when you have to um, put your name on the list, right? Because you've you've sexually assaulted somebody. They say at this point, there's usually somebody within like every square mile, you can bet that there's at least one, that there's millions of people and not all of them are registered. So there's a lot of people out there because that's one of those things, right? Let's just, let's just say it, right? That's one of those things that you often see repeated is that um, people who grow up in homes um, where there has been physical violence, that often gets passed down. Um, and then often you will see the same thing with, um, with sexual, um, sexual assault in all these, all, all these terrible things. Right. So somehow it's kind of gotten into the, the culture where we just kind of say this thing, like hurt people, hurt people. Now, while this can be true, while this can be true, um, there's a shit ton of people out there who have had adverse childhood experiences, who have had unbelievable trauma, who have had incredible, um, just like, and I don't mean incredible in a good way, just like unbelievably difficult, horrifying, tragic, awful, brutal, violent, on and on and on and on things happen to them. And they're not out there perpetuating the same stuff. And I think sometimes, you know, I did a podcast not long ago that said, let's stop normalizing shit. And this is one of those things. And look at, I, I get it. I get it. I totally understand how when somebody is doing something awful and we look back at their formative years, their childhood years, the times when they were most impressionable, the times when they were most able, right, to be conditioned or manipulated or um, to be preyed upon themselves, right? Of course, we have compassion and we go like, oh my God, like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, they're, you know, they're abusing X, Y, and Z, like they're doing drugs or they're they're substance abusing, fill in the blank, or, you know, they, they're this way because of that. I totally understand the long math on that, right? They're this way now because of that. And, and this is the path that I want to say, let's stop making excuses though for grown ass adults who are continuing to perpetuate things and do things to others, especially, um, humans and, and animals and creatures that are um, less powerful than them are not as, um, and I mean physically, like not as big as them that don't have a voice, right? Another statistic that I read that was horrifying, it was something like that 90% of people who are, and th there's different ways to say this, right? But let's just say something like maybe who are, um, um, developmentally challenged or mentally challenged or or need support or help, right? 90% of them will be abused at least once in their lifetime. And when I just think about this, like my head wants to just fucking explode right off my body. And so here's the thing. I'm all for having compassion, right? Having, having um, understanding as to why maybe people might 
might like do something, right? Because there's a ton of awful stories out there about what's, what's happened to people. However, I don't think that we should make it an excuse and I don't think we should normalize it because there are plenty of hurt people out there people who have been hurt over the years, people who have gone through stuff you can't even imagine, and they are not out there hurting people. In fact, they choose to do the opposite. They choose to have basically, like they they say like, nope, I'm gonna be the, the, the link, it's gonna, it's gonna end with me. And whether it's the buck stops here, or I'm going to break the chain of abuse, or I'm going to break the pattern that has been passed down generationally in my family or in my culture or whatever. We're going to stop normalizing this and making excuses for the people who as adults continue to perpetuate it. Because there is so much help out there nowadays. There is, um, again, there's libraries, uh, you can get library cards for free, right? There are, um, there's YouTube, there's podcasts, there's books. I mean, there's a thousand ways for people, right, to uh, know better, learn better, become better, and be better. There's so many ways. And if we just keep, you know, doing that, oh, well, you know, hurt people, hurt people. No, not all hurt people are out there hurting people. They're actually doing the work to heal themselves, you know? And so there's another phrase that came along after that. And again, I don't know who it gets attributed to like a thousand people. So it's not even worth saying, you know, like I could name a bunch of names maybe from Googling it. But here's the thing. There's another phrase that says healed people, heal people, healed people, heal people. You know, and it was interesting because I was thinking about this and I don't know if I would say healed people, heal people. What I often say to my clients who I work with on this stuff, right? I always say people don't come to work with me because everything's going fantastic. Usually the people who come to work with me, right? They have some stuff in their history that is currently still getting in the way of their life. And I'm not saying they're out there hurting people, but they might still be hurting. And one of the things that I often say is that happy people tend not to hurt people, not on purpose anyways. Happy people tend not to hurt people, not on purpose anyways. So what I might say, instead of healed people heal people, I might say healed people tend to help people. People who have been through the fire, and that's what I often say, like if you are lucky enough to get out of the fire and make it to the medical tent and put out the flames and get healed and get some water, get some emergency blankets, and you spend a little time getting yourself healed from the inside, right? Do the inside work and then also physically be healing, right? Then it's kind of like those those kinds of people, we tend to often then want to go back with buckets of water for the other people who are still burning, for the other people, right, who might still be um, suffering in some way. So 
the job isn't like, oh, I had a terrible childhood. Poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. So now I'm just going to have an excuse for why I'm inflicting myself on other people. The gig is, the gig is to wake up. The gig is to notice how you are showing up in the world. How are you talking to yourself? How are you talking to others? How are you treating yourself? How are you treating others? How are you thinking about yourself? How are you thinking about others? What is the energy that you are bringing currently to your relationships, to your home, to your job, to your life, to the world? Because again, there's plenty of people who have been hurt who are choosing actively to get their shit together, to do the work. And there's a thousand modalities. I mean, there are so many healing modalities out there. I mean, even just me alone, <coughs> right? Yoga, breath work, spiritual mentoring, hypnosis, integrating integrative change work. I don't do EMDR, but there's people who do what's called EMDR. There's tapping. There's like, there's so many tools, meditation, prayer, like, uh, there's so many things that people can be doing to heal the hurt. Instead of just letting all of that suffering continue to roll downhill, taking out your kids, your friends, your family, other people who have to, um, unfortunately, be in your wake, be in your path. It's one thing that you've got to pay the consequence of being yourself. It's another thing when other people around you are no longer safe because you haven't taken the time to slow down, to take a look around and to notice your effect on the environment around you, the environment within you, right? Because it is cause and effect. We do live in a world of duality, right? So many of our thought systems, why we practice them is because they expose us to non-duality, to not two. They expose us to our oneness, but we do live in a world where it's right. Literally it's like sun and moon, black and white day and night, right? Hot and cold. We do live in, 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 in a, in a world, right? In this illusion that we are in, that feels very dualistic. And what I'm trying to say is, right, just because you are hurt doesn't mean that you can't do the opposite. You can choose to be better than your parents were or your guardians were or wherever, whatever system you were in. Can we find it within ourselves, right, to transform those old fears through diligent work. I'm not saying this is for the faint of heart. I'm not saying, I always say it's simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And when I say simple, what I mean is there's tools out there that clearly, simply break down. This is how we stop anxiety in its tracks. This is how we interrupt a pattern. This is how we rewire neurons in the brain. This is how we start to choose something different. But a person has got to want to stop hurting. Somebody has to want to stop hurting others. 
And people who usually don't want to stop hurting others, beings and creatures are often sociopathic. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like mostly everyday people. So if you're somebody who has been hurt or is hurting, I highly encourage you to stop. Just take some time, take some deep breaths, take take some self-awareness time. Take a moment to rest, to allow your nervous system, right? To just kind of kind of downregulate a little bit so you can get some clarity, to take a look or let the dust settle so you can see What's it like to be around you? What's it like to be in your path? What's it like to be in relationship with you or in a family with you? What's your internal environment like? Because your external world is simply a reflection of what's going on in there. Okay? The identity that you've created, the stories you tell, the beliefs you've had, the experiences you've had, all that stuff. So I just want to kind of interrupt the pattern of just kind of saying, oh, well, hurt people hurt people. No, not all hurt people hurt people. In fact, they choose to heal themselves. They choose to have more inner peace. They choose to have more tools in their toolkits. You know, in in my group coaching program, The Alchemy, and also in the one-to-one work that I do with people, that's a given, but in, in, in The Alchemy that's starting in September, and I still current, I have six seats currently available if this speaks to you. You know, we talk about how there's the four levels of healing and it's physical, emotional, um, mental, and spiritual. And a lot of times it's like, you know, people can be really focused on healing themselves physically. That's kind of, and because the body kind of knows how to do that, which is incredible. But we're the ones who often have to, make a choice, a conscious choice to say, I'm going to heal myself emotionally. I'm going to heal myself mentally. I'm going to heal myself spiritually. I'm going to do the work and I'm going to gather some tools or I'm going to choose to work with a coach or a mentor or a therapist or somebody or whatever. All right, we'll go to the doctor because we got a broken leg. We'll go to the doctor because we got a big gash in our arm. But we need to make the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual just as important because the way that the nervous system works and the way that the neural network and the brain works and all the ways that we make choices of who we're going to be, how we're going to be, how we're going to speak, how we're going to show up. We, we are no longer living in a world where it's okay to just be like, oh yeah, well, hurt people, hurt people. It's like, no, because we can have more inner peace. We can be a little bit happier, right? We can choose to not just walk around inflicting ourselves on other people. And I know, man, some awful things happen to us. I always say there's like a thousand and one ways for people to be cruel to one another. Like some awful, brutal, just devastating ways. And, and. I think it was Helen Keller that said, I don't know the quote exactly off the top of my head, but it's one of the hot beats of the work that I do because it inspires me. And it's something like, you know, the world is full of suffering. I think I'm going to get it kind of close. She said something like the world is full of suffering and it's also full of the overcoming of it. 
And that's where my work comes in. This is how I love working with people because I don't want hurt people to continue hurting people because they quote unquote, don't know any better. They don't know that there's a different way. If you can hear the sound of my voice right now, I'm here to tell you there is a different way and it is possible and there are resources. But first and foremost, it has to be the individual who recognizes number one, that they've actually been hurt. Number two, that they allow themselves to feel it because in order to heal it, you got to feel it. We can't just bypass these things. We can't spiritually bypass them. We can't glamorize things. We can't pretend like, right? We've got to be willing to be a little uncomfortable, to face our stuff. Sometimes we need time. Sometimes we need help and support so that we can get to the overcoming of it part. So we can navigate and move through the world where we're not leaving just wreckage behind us. And we're not passing down, continuing on the hurt that may have been inflicted on you and on me. I've been tasked, right? I often say I've been tasked with doing, doing my own work. Continue. As long as I'm alive, I will have work to do. Trust me, you know? But to me, it's one of the, the most important things that you can do. Happy people, healed people tend not to hurt people, not on purpose anyways. Hurt people are often so hurt, they're not even thinking about other people. They're only thinking about themselves. They're so caught up. They're mesmerized. They're glamored by their own suffering. They don't have the energy, the time, the wherewithal to even notice that they are like a wrecking ball. So if you can recognize, if you can hear the sound of my voice and you're thinking about this, right? I really do feel like it's part of our duty to heal ourselves. And that doesn't mean you have to do it on your own, but it's that you make this work in your life a priority. And all you have to do is kind of look at your relationships. Look at your own level of inner peace. Look at your own level of happiness. Look at your own level of contentment. Look at your own level of how you do or don't numb yourself, how you try to avoid, how intimate, how close do you feel with people in your life? How happy are you? And that's a good place to start. And then taking a look at, you know, how does my own um, way of being, how is it affecting the people around me, the animals around me, um, the neighborhood around me, the family, whatever, right? How are my choices and behaviors and, and my identity, my stories, my beliefs, all these things? Because that's what we are. We're like these walking identities. And if you keep identifying as a hurt person, it's like having built-in excuses for kind of not acting your best, not being your best. So let's stop making excuses. Hurt people don't always hurt people. And if you're somebody who has been hurt or is hurting, you now know, after listening to this, you do, no more excuses. You now know that there's a better way. There's a different way. And it's the tiny bit of willingness 
the tiny bit of willingness is like all that spirit needs for you to start to say like, oh yeah, it's time for me to deal with this stuff. It's time for me to deal with these behaviors and these old stories and these beliefs and these patterns. And I'm telling you, there are so many tools out there to, to, to help you. And there are people who are formerly hurt people. I'm double A men hands, raising my hands myself, people like me in the world. I'm not making myself special. I'm just saying this is my line of work, right? Who have made it part of their life's work so that things can't keep happening. Because too much gets done. There's too many victimizers. And now there's too many victims who are at the mercy of the people who aren't doing the work. You can tell I'm passionate about it. Like when I start tapping my desk, when I start like tapping my desk, I feel really strongly about this, you know? Um, I'm not trying to rush anybody's process. And I'm not saying everybody has to go into the healing arts. But I do encourage you to take a good look. I often say, take a good look in the soul mirror. Take a good, honest look. A good moral inventory, as they say. And see if you got some places that you need to clean up so that any hurt that you've had doesn't continue to hurt you and then doesn't get passed on to others who just happen to be in your way or in relationship with you or in your workplace or whatever. So I hope this was helpful in some way. You know, I always say to people um, on the show, it's not, I'm not here to tell people what to think. I just hope that I share something that, that um, inspires you to start thinking for yourself, inspires you to get curious, inspires you to have critical thinking, inspires you to go like, oh yeah, when's the last time that I sat down and really took a look at, you know, some of this stuff. Because I know plenty of people who are living in denial. I know plenty of people who just are acting as if how they're behaving is not that big of a deal. And they just act like ignorant and clueless. And they're not stupid people, but they are acting ignorantly. You know, and I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying it, it facts. And there have been times in my own life, I have no doubt, right? Samesies. So my job now, you know, I really think it's each one of our jobs to awaken, to awaken to the truth of ourselves, which is that we are all love. And if I want to be love and if I want to extend love to others, I've got to take a look and say, hey, is what I'm saying, right? What, what I'm thinking, what I'm saying in alignment with, what, with, with, with how I'm being and what I'm doing and what I'm saying. Are these things that I'm saying are important to me, you know, are they congruent? Are they aligned? So when you take a look in your own life, if they're not, then there's work to do. And if there's work in these four levels of healing, right? You, I'm like, oh, he's like, you guys know how to find me. I'm not that hard to find, <laughs> right? So karenkenny.com. I have six seats left in the alchemy, right? I'm taking um, a couple of new one-to-one -one clients, if that interests you, working together in my program called The Quest. I also have a retreat, a four-day retreat coming up in November. You can find out about all this stuff on my website. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And um, I appreciate you being here and spending some time. And also the other thing, you know, I end every show, uh, every show by saying, you know, wherever you go, may you leave, 
you know, the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. That's what I'm saying there is exactly this. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. May you leave people and animals and the environment better because you were there. But how do you leave things better? You better do your work. You better do your own healing work, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And that's the work that I do and help people with. So if you're finding that you're a little stuck and you're like, ah, I just can't get out of my own way or ah, I don't know where to begin or oh, blah, 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 right? Reach out, we'll have a chat. And uh, maybe there's a program or there's something that I'm up to that might be a good fit for you and might be helpful. So wherever you go, I do hope you leave everybody, including yourself, better. <laughs> better if I haven't been there. So you guys, much love from my heart to yours. Take good care. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite part was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.